money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. It's very rarely that I'm not ready anymore. Yeah. And it's a good thing, too, because this is a podcast where, where we Dave talk- and Reb <laughs> talk about money. Yes. And if it's just Dave talking, which I I mean, I would be happy to carry the torch sometimes, but that would get a little boring after a I while. I would think so. You would lull everyone to sleep with that voice of yours. Mm-hmm. But I want to say- Not to mention the biggest feedback we get- from all of you that are listening is we love Reb. (laughs) I'm just saying, I love to hear that you love Reb. And and I'm still amazed that we're here after it's, I think seven years. This is the month we started seven years ago in November. I don't think it's eight. I'll have to go back now and count because now I'm like, oh no, but I'm pretty sure we've been here seven years. And for you, the listeners, thank you so much for listening. hundred percent. Uh, I mean, again, uh, I think that's, we'll have to actually figure out what the anniversary date is and maybe we'll make this the pre-anniversary. We'll figure it out. No, but November week. is the, was yes. the kickoff. So yeah. seven mm-hmm. years. Thank you for listening and listening yeah. and listening again. And uh, and this and today we have Tim back. We had him on last week. So don't stop and go listen. Just listen now and then go back. Because had- all of the shows are recorded on Spotify, on YouTube. You know the shtick anyway. So, yes. you know, so morethanenough.ca. And I got to mention more than enough because we are the sponsors. Reb and I run a company called More Than Enough. It's a financial coaching company. And our whole mission in this world is to bring hope and freedom in the area of finances. And so the podcast is part of that. Yes. Having guests on like you, Tim, yes. to say, okay, last week's show brought me a lot of hope and freedom. And, and I knew this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, man, there's uh, like there's just so much good things around. If you want to eliminate CRA from your estate, go back and listen. And that's all I'll say. Yes. <laughs> So, so thank today, you, Reb, for yes, sponsoring okay. today's You're show. You're very thank welcome. You, yes. And on with the show. So we're. I want to read Matthew 6. They're common verses. They're your favorite verses. They are my favorite. If you read my book, like we talk about Matthew 6 a bit in that in, the, in our in the book. I always want to call it ours because I feel like I couldn't have written it without you. So anyway, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Now, I'm going to say this. Just listen again. These are words maybe that you've heard your whole life. So I'm going to just read them. But listen, pay attention to how you're listening. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I read these verses again because we need 
the reminder. What were you saying to our coaches lately? Repetition. Mm -hmm. We need the repetition. We need the truth of God repeating itself in our minds and our hearts every day because we're bombarded by a world that says, lay up for yourselves treasures here. Now, it doesn't mean we can't enjoy some really nice things. There are some really, and and the Lord says in the first Timothy 6, I think, you know, warn those who are rich among you not to trust in riches, but you know, enjoy what you have. Mm. And, and that's a really, that's a really good balance or thought to have, but remember where we're investing our time. So in this discussion this week with Tim, could you just give us a quick recap of where you're from? If people missed last week's show. Sure. Yeah. I I lead a team at Trinity family wealth advisors. Uh, We serve clients throughout Canada and into the States as well. Um, The five areas that we work with would be uh, estate and financial planning, investment management. Um, we do uh, business succession work and we help clients um, look at generosity and how that can impact their families, mm-hmm. how that can impact the things that are really important to them um, and how could, they can use it to actually foster relationships in the, with their family. So we are, we're a holistic approach wow. and we work uh, with high net worth families. Awesome. Thank you for coming because you have a big passion for generosity. Totally. From I, I don't know you super well, but of my experience with you, I'm like, well, Tim really loves generosity mm-hmm. and giving and it's what you do. Sure. It's just part it's of who you are. Yeah. So we're talking today about that, about now that as we're getting to the end of 2023, um, we can really, we've, we've said this before on the podcast, cause I remember having Steve Rolston here talking about how to, how can we plan at the end of the year for next year's giving? And that was one of the first discussions we had on that idea. So we're going to dig in a little bit to year end generosity. And you have a couple of themes that you've already, you've written about on your website, which I'll also link to in the show notes today. So yeah, totally. So Steve's a great friend of mine. We've been on a journey journey of generosity for a lot of years and kind of iron sharpens iron. Um, so um, so we'll talk the very same language and have the same approach. So um, yeah, so this is a beautiful time where we are uh, we have the opportunity to do some planning that will affect our taxes. Now, we may or may not be motivated by the tax. Probably we want to save tax if we can. But the other side may be our heart issue where we are just feeling that we are in a position to be more generous or could we be more generous this year? year. Mm-hmm. So if I want to be, well, let's be smart about how I do that. And if I can reduce some taxes and get a bigger tax return real soon in a few months, then let's do it now. So we have to do our giving before the end of the year. That's really our whole tax system is based on a calendar year. So we've got you know a few weeks left to do some planning. So opportune time to be starting to think about this if we haven't already. So let's look at a couple different examples where people may be in a situation where they're just saying, yeah, this might be the year where I want to to do more than I have in the past. Um, so maybe people have got a bonus. Oftentimes bonuses mm-hmm. may come in towards year end oh, yeah. or they've already got it. So we weren't sure what we were getting. We were giving based on not getting a bonus or mm-hmm. uh, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're in a situation where we actually have capital in our hands before year end um, that we could be generous with. So I always like to say to folks, here's a question I love. And the question is, 
Father, Heavenly Father, um, what do you want me to do with this money? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as you said, Reb, um, sometimes our Heavenly Father gives us money so that we can enjoy it mm-hmm. or we can be generous to our family. I think it's really important. Um, we want to be generous with ministries and our local church and people that, that need those resources. But I don't want to bypass my kids and my family mm-hmm. in that generosity, too. So, right. there's that balance, right? Yes. So, that's where I have to go to my Heavenly Father and say, okay, we got extra. Why did you give that to me? Mm-hmm. Is it for the plate mm-hmm. on Sunday morning or is it something that's happening in my family or just for the fact that, you know what? We've been going really hard for the last six months. Oh, I got the sense that you want me and my wife to go away for the weekend and enjoy life in each other. Maybe that's why he gave it. So, yeah. so it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It's not always this, this, this. Mm-hmm. I like people to say, no, this is a conversation I need to have. So, so have the conversation mm-hmm. and Heavenly Father, what is it you want um, us to do? So we may have extra um, from some kind of uh, windfall this year. Here's another one for folks that are retired. Um, it's not uncommon for us to see where they um, they've converted their RSPs to a RIF, and the RIF says you got to take a certain amount of money out of your um, investments, whether you need it or not. Right. So sometime we're towards the end of the year, and that client's going, the government made me take this out. I got to pay tax on it, but our bank account keeps getting bigger because we're not spending what what we we have to withdraw. So I look at that and go, well, perfect time. I I got to pay tax on that money, mm-hmm. but if I were to give some of that mm-hmm. to my favorite charities before year end, I'm reducing or potentially eliminating my tax liability on that. So those would be two two examples. Uh, another real, just real quick one: uh, when you're looking working with your investment advisor, you may have assets that are exposed to tax, which would be our open account or our investment account. It's not a registered account, um, uh, and and those uh, those different securities appreciate in value. Mm-hmm. I have two choices: I can um, I can sell it. And then give some money away. But it's a better approach to actually give the security away um, to the charity, let them sell it. I won't go into the details about that. You can talk to your investment advisor about that. But if you've got appreciated assets, um, giving those to charity between now and and, and the end of the year can have some good tax benefits, but Mm -hmm. also um, a lot of, hey, I'm doing what I feel called to do. The gift that keeps giving. (laughs) And and what I'm hearing from you, Tim, is the very practical part, like to reduce your tax liability, but it's so connected with the heart. Like, and you can't separate, well, you could separate the two, I guess. You could just say, I don't want, you know, I don't want to give to CRA, so I'll give and not have a heart motivation. But it is very important. You know, I'm thinking of that verse that we often quote um, from Second Corinthians, I think it is in ch- uh, chapter nine, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. It's it's in the midst of, you know, determine in your heart what you will give. Mm-hmm. And, and that is such a precious verse to me because it's what you've been saying, Heavenly Father, what do you want me to do with what I have? And um, and sometimes we talk about it because some listeners, you know, they they might be listening, thinking, "Well, I don't have a lot of excess at the end of this year." But we often say, "You have time, you have expertise, you have some cash more than you think you do." Right? It's it's a mind shift that there is a lot. There is some places where you can give, even if it's in smaller amounts. It doesn't have to be big numbers because God knows your heart, and you determine in your heart what you will give. And 
I, I, and just to put context to some of it, because it relates to all of our life giving. It relates to all of our life. And then determining it and then trying to do it cheerfully. I can't say sometimes that I have felt cheerful and giving. Dave, Dave has taught me over the years and, and my family, lots of people around me have taught me how to be hospitable. And, you know, it, um, people will say, well, you have the gift of hospitality. And I'm say, actually, I would never say I have that. I, I think I've learned it. And we can learn, we can learn to be givers. You can, you might think, oh, I'm not very generous, but maybe you're giving your time exponentially to your grandchildren because you're on a limited income. And that's a precious gift of giving. And I think at the year end now, as people think about the year ahead, we can think of all of those things we have in our hand, you know, what you've described, if you have extra, or if you don't have what you think is extra, there's a lot of things we hold in our hand that we can give in the year ahead. Time and, and uh, you, do you know? Oh, that's- totally. And, and it just reminds me of a blog uh, one of our team members wrote for, um, for year end uh, a year ago in terms of giving, because typically we think money. And she had this great concept saying, hey, Tim, let's talk about much more than money. And so trinityfamilywealth.ca, look under mm-hmm. the blogs, and, and I forget the title of it, but it's very much on that. And she gave some great examples that we normally don't think about yeah. um, for year end. And generosity, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't a matter of writing a check. And I want to, I want to kind of go back to where we started with Matthew six, and and Reb, you ended on verse twenty one. And if you're like, I don't know where to give, I don't know how to do that. You know, Scripture says, "Where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well." And I often go, just check your heart, right? Like, check your heart and say, what gets my, like, what gets me emotional? What, what touches my heart? And if you, you're like, I don't know where to give or I don't know where to start, check there and say, okay, so maybe, um, you know, again, there's so many things that you can go, oh, yeah, I get emotional when I think about um, a homeless person, somebody who doesn't have shelter in this winter season. And you can go, okay, so there are thousands of places to give that deal with homelessness. Let's go, let's go find one, right? So an example. But, so the starting point, just as, as we were talking yeah. about Matthew 6, was just check your, check your heart to where your heart is actually going to be joyful and cheerful to <laughs> give to. Because yeah. it's already in there. Sure. And yeah. God's put that seed there. And sometimes uh, what I see in the coaching we do is, is that people all of a sudden go, yeah, it was, it was effortless, Wow. To give. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, of course it was because God's planted that seed yeah, and, totally. and you just hadn't oh, nurtured amazing. it. And yeah. then, oh, I, I was such a joy to give you, to that. Do you have any stories where you've seen clients get like really jived about oh, some of the things? Oh, completely. Days? Yeah. And so I'm going to answer that real quick and I'm going to bring okay. us back to one other thing here. But, but yeah, we actually do two financial plans for our clients. So the first financial plan answers the question, how much is enough? Really important question. Um, and w- really what's our finish line? Then what we say is um, in, in our market, there will be already excess. They've passed their mm-hmm. finish line or they're on track. They may not have passed it, but we know if they continue the way they are, they will pass it. So, so then what we do is we run a, um, an abundant living um, plan. And that says, how much more can we give and not impact kind of our future? And, and that's typically, it's, it's surprising how much more we often can give uh, and still hit, hit our own target. And so they get super excited about that because now what we've done 
is we've given them permission to do what their heart wants to do, but their head says, we can't do it yet. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, we can do it. They like, that's just, we're just, we're just oh. setting them on fire. Oh, that's, I, I just get so excited to hear like yeah. stories like that. And, yeah. and because maybe we're listeners aren't exposed to the stories about the giving that happens, there is an incredible amount of giving, you know, statistically, Stats Canada says that Canadians give less than 1% in charitable giving. That's recorded. But then when I talk to finance, some financial planners, especially those connected to the kingdom of God, there are some amazing people doing some amazing generous giving that, yeah. you know, and it's quietly done or, you know, and, and, and that's, it doesn't have to be, but I guess it's an encouragement to my heart to know that's the field you're in and you're seeing it happen. Totally, and that's, totally a, it. yeah. And, and, and God's blessed people for that reason. And they understand it. They get yeah. it. They get that we're called um, and we're equipped to be able to have margin, and the margin is not for us. The margin wow. is to fulfill God's purposes. So, um, so I just want to cycle back. We had talked about mm-hmm. that those those individuals that that for some reason have extra this year they could get, go give before year end. Um, here's another scenario where a client or an individual has actually established their finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is enough? Like, what is our finish line? Um, when we build a pile, at what point do we not need any more for ourselves? Mm-hmm. So that's question number one. Question number two is how much is enough for the kids? And and that's a really important question because we want to give enough to bless, but there's a tipping point. We give more and more and more, better, better, better. All of a sudden, we've changed their future and it's not positive. It becomes a curse. Mm -hmm. So, we're not going to go into that. We wrote a blog on that. Uh, Both of those, uh, you can check out the website. How much is enough for us or how much is enough? And the second is how much is enough for our kids? I think it addresses it really well. Let's just say you've answered the question. You know where you are on the finish mm-hmm. line, and you're beyond it. So, so now what we look at is um, at what point do we give some of our resources away? The last show we talked about, hey, if you die without a really good plan in place, CRA is going to get way more money than you want them to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what we can do now is start to whittle away at that big pile and and be giving it away each year. That reduces my annual tax each year. Um, it also reduces my end of life tax. Um, and some clients go, ah, the kids can deal with that. My estate can clean all that up. But I go, when I think through that, um, I just look at it and say, if we're doing that, here's the types of things that are happening. Um, we're actually the steward of the resources we've given, not, not my kids. They'll be the steward of some of the resources that I may pass to them as choosing them as the next steward on some of our assets. But we're right now, I'm the steward of our assets with my spouse. Um, so I'm making management decisions, leadership decisions, stewardship decisions Mm -hmm. on those assets, um, we get to choose where that goes um, uh, based on my passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave, just like you've talked about here, right? What we get passionate about. Um, But here's some of the benefits. We get the joy um, of generosity. We get the joy of seeing that investment (laughs) made and the return made. And maybe we get a thanks. But even if we don't, we say, that was a great use of our dollars or our And our we're able dollars. to see it. So we're not just waiting for our, our, our I, I, passing. I that's we're the able- intangible though, right? Yeah. You know, in the sense of saying, you know, yes, we, we talked last show about all that at end of life and estate planning, but you're not there, <laughs> right? So there's a legacy part, which is great. But what we're talking about here is you are saying, hey, you know what? I have, again, I'm not going to put trust in money. 
I'm going to trust God with the future and all of that, but I've done my work and my planning and I've worked and I've got good counsel and, and we've decided how much is enough. And so we're, we're, we're there. But then I get this, in a sense, joy of redistributing the wealth of the kingdom into the places where, where, where God leads me. It reminds me of a story. I want to segue. Um, uh, I think it was Randy Alcorn in one of his books. I think it was the treasure principle just talks about this uh, gentleman in the States um, kind of in the fifties. He had a very successful business, which they transitioned to the next generation. And, and the story in a sense goes like this, that he was still receiving significant dividends and significant money coming in. And, and Randy makes the point. He lived in a kind of a middle class, uh, you know, with a, a Chevy Caprice as a car, right? So, like middle class. <laughs> he would class, remember right? the kind of car. <laughs> of course. He would <laughs> you know, Randy paints this picture where, you know, his whole life, he, he didn't uh, go into the excesses that he could have because of the wealth that was being generated sure. through his business. Um, but his sole job in retirement, all of this money would get transferred into his account and then he would redistribute it and he would stop when his son would come and say, dad, the account's empty. Okay. Well, I guess God's got to fill that back up. And then he would just stop <laughs> and, and, and the, it would fill back up and then it'd be like, okay, let's get at it again. And, and the, the, the thing I remember about the story is, is that I think it was three years running. He himself was the single bit biggest donor to the country of Bangladesh. Wow. Okay. So you're like, we're talking yeah, a lot dollars. of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he did a lot of sure. other things, but the reality was, was, you know, I, I had this picture and maybe Randy painted that picture, this picture of him sitting in his rocking chair in a, you know, kind of middle-class kind of home that we all would yeah. live in, you know, wouldn't have his computer in front of him, but he would have his Bible on his lap. And he would just be asking the Lord, so Lord, wow. how, do we, how do we redistribute this? Wow. Uh, what, do, what are we going to do to bring your kingdom practically to the world around yeah. us? And then an idea pops into his head. Oh, let's give some money to Bangladesh, right? You know, and yeah. anyways, I'll end with the story. So, yeah. So we talked, we started off talking about generosity at some mm -hmm. point in this conversation. And so I, I think what this shows is the generosity in the heart of God, because he's yes. saying, I'm I'm the one in charge of giving these resources to you. Yes. And as you share them, I'm actually going to let you have or, or give you joy and let you see the impact of that. I'm going to be generous back in, in, in a significant way. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um so so then back to that that person that that it knows they're beyond the finish line this is the time of year to say are we going to increase our generosity right. reduce the pile a little bit that would be taxable end of life and all these other implications so um, now with that though um, regardless of where we're at we've talked about people that have access yeah. um, what i learn about generosity is that um Generosity is um, something that can impact a family and can impact mm -hmm. uh, generations. And so, um, when we work with our family, our, our client families, um, as parents, we want our values transferred to our kids more than any other transfer. We want to bless them with financial assets if we can do that. But more important is is is, is our values. So we can use. Um, are giving as uh, as a way to really enhance our family relationships. So, if you are going to be giving, um, then what we look at is one um, 
One idea would be to give through our grandkids or our kids. We just set aside some money and we, we actually talk to them mm-hmm. and say, you know what, um, grandpa and grandma or mom and dad, you know, at Christmas, you never know what to get us. Um, we have probably all the things and I don't need another tie yeah, or yeah, new yeah, socks. Yeah. Um, so, so what we're looking at is um, uh, we're going to give you X dollars. Um, and between now and Christmas, what we want you to do is just, just, Decide where that should be given. You're not keeping the X dollars. You're going to put it somewhere. So you're saying like as a grandparent, I would look at my grandchild and say, I have $500 I'm going to give you and you're going to decide who to give it to before the end of the year. Exactly. And so at Christmas time, here's what I want. I want you to tell me or you want me to just write a little note. um, Grandpa Graham, um, here's what I decided and where. Now, if you can do this like at Christmas around Mm -hmm. the Christmas table or something, this is a rich, rich conversation, right? This is this is the probably the highlight of everybody's Christmas, um, but you don't have to. You, you know your family, you know your kids yeah. and grandkids, all that. Um, but yeah, you, you do that, and it's a wonderful exercise. Now, here's what's happening: is generosity is caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing is that we'll use your example, Reb, that $500, mm-hmm. whether my grandchild or my child gives that $500 and it was my money or it was their money, the end result is the same. Wow. They catch generosity. So, so I'm being generous through them. I get a double win here. I'm, I'm passing my value. We're impacting wherever they make a choice. Um, so, so that's a really interesting thing. That child or grandchild goes, I did this. Mm-hmm. I made this difference in this person or this charity or whatever. Well, it was actually grandpa and grandma's money mm-hmm. or mom and dad's. Mm-hmm. But the, the, for the kid, no difference. And yeah. so here's what's happening. Often um, people are, are kind of struggling to, where do I connect with my grandchild? I don't mm-hmm. see them that much. We're different generations or my kids or something like that. Generosity is a unifier. That's just mm-hmm. one exercise. We got a whole bunch on our on our website. Um, there's a blog called, I think, Nine Ways to to Something About Giving with Your with our Grandkids. Kids, and yes. it's all age appropriate. It gives us all yeah. kinds of stuff. Okay. So really what we're looking at there is, um, is, is using generosity to transfer our values. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, um, and just one other kind of closing thought on this is we work with a lot of really generous people, right? right. Um, and, and, and the general population needs to be aware of, uh, you, you may just see people that have, um, they've been blessed. They've worked super hard typically to end up with the financial means, but a lot of those folks are really caring uh, a lot mm-hmm. of ministries and a lot of national ministries or local ministries mm-hmm. uh, or charities rely on them. They're doing some amazing things yeah. and they're doing it really quietly, perhaps. Um, so I want to mention that. And um, the um, the other thought is, um, as we work with those folks, I've never seen anybody ever go backwards on the generosity scale. Mm-hmm. They always go forward on it, wow. meaning year after year, they give more or they give the same. They never reduce it. And it's just an interesting insight from our perspective mm-hmm. to see that. Um, there's something about generosity mm-hmm. um, that the more we give, the more we want to give. Well, e- even on this scale that we talk about in coaching, when people start, you know, let's say they haven't had it as a practice in their life and they start they don't usually go back either. Yeah, yeah. It, it is they just say, "I want to get my finances in better shape so I can give more." And when we hear that, that's that's exciting for yeah. us to hear. Mm-hmm. So, 
Okay, well, we got to wrap it up, and there is so much more. <laughs> my, my brain is like, ah, we're going to let Tim talk, because, but I'm sure Reb and I are going to visit this show with or without you, Tim, in the sense of saying there's so much more. In I this really like that generosity. idea. I think we should do that for our kids. Yes. Give them each some yes. money to give away. Yes. And my last little comment, because I love that idea. And the reality is, is our kids are not going to think about their generosity from a tax return perspective. They're going to they're going to come from their heart. They're going to say, yeah, hmm, yeah. I want to give to this grandma because it's important to me. And it does give you insight into what's going on totally. into your child yes. or your yes. grandchild. Yes. Yeah. And we got to end on that bombshell as we so often hear on other shows. So uh, thank you so You're much, welcome. Tim, to for be being with us. Are you going to pray? I am going to pray quickly. quickly. Thank you, Lord, <laughs> for being in this conversation and leading us and guiding us in the way that you want to redistribute the wealth that we have for your kingdom purposes here on earth as it is in heaven. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us and joining us for seven years and continue to join us as we talk money next week. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.